What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. So glad you've joined me today. Man, today's going to be good. I wish you guys could see my studio today. Usually I'm in my garage recording and it's nothing to write home about. But man, today I'm right now, as I'm talking, I'm staring at Crested Butte, the mountain. I don't even know what the name of the mountain is called. Got to get to the top of this mountain. I'm staring at it right now, and it's got this tabletop kind of feature to it. I'm dying to get up there, but my kids are in school, virtual school, and we just don't have enough time to go for long hikes, except for on the weekends. I'm kind of saving my legs right now because I got a little race coming up doing the Grand Traverse Mountain Ultra on Saturday. So that's tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day that it drops. If not, then I'm already done with my adventure. Yes, I did it. Congratulations. (laughs) No, uh, but yeah, thanks for joining today, guys. It's going to be a fun one today. I found it to be a very fitting time to talk about how do we manage our anxiety when you're in a race or could even be a workout when you're just in way over your head. And this could not be a more fitting day for me to talk about such a topic and something that I have been working through myself internally and I always enjoy talking about things that I'm currently working on currently going to battle with when it comes to the inner game does this ever happen to you guys where you're you got this race coming up and you're nervous about it either because you're underprepared or maybe you got a little bit hurt going into it or just something's not right you're sick like you just feel like you're in over your head right or maybe it's you're racing a whole new level of competition that you've never raced before and you're feeling like a little bit inadequate i don't know about you guys but usually the time for me when these thoughts kind of start turning through my head like a washing machine is in the night like i get up to go pee in the night pretty soon like my mind starts drifting to the race and before I know it, it's been a half an hour of me just tossing and turning in bed, thinking about why did I sign up for this race? What have I done to myself? How am I going to possibly do this? Is this possible? Like, I'm not feeling ready for this. And you guys know how that that uh, conversation, that internal conversation can go. So that's what I want to talk about today is how do we deal about deal with that? Like that is, I don't think that's an experience that I'm the only one who goes through that. I think we all go through that and it's actually super common going into any race that we're signed up for. So I want to help you guys on your journey of kind of overcoming this anxiety that we can feel leading up to races. So that's the, that's the topic of conversation for today and I'm excited to share with you guys just some of the things that have been helpful for me and of course you know this is not an exhaustive list I'm still learning and growing in this area myself still trying new things and still learning all the time when it comes to this so but hopefully this is helpful for you guys so let's start off with uh, just a little story that probably you know I have had so many moments throughout my life and pro running career where I have just felt way over my head going into a race. Um, like probably the first time that I really can remember feeling that was actually my first track meet. I was down in Southern California when I was in high school and I was racing a mile race in, at Tribuco Hills High School in Mission Viejo. And it was like my first time like off the mountain. Cause I grew up in Big Bear Lake, little tiny you know, resort town with 9,000 people in it. And anytime we went off the hill to compete, it felt like a big deal. Like you felt like a small fish in a big pond, right? Like, 
it was just always intimidating to go off the mountain and, and race like all the people, you know, because we were such a small town. And so, you know, it, but then I remember later on too, like first time I raced Bernard Lagat. Shout out to Bernard if you're listening, Uncle Bernard. Love you, brother. Keep inspiring, keep doing your thing. He was the man, uh, the guy I kind of looked up to the most when I was coming up in the sport. Well, him and Jim Ryan and El Garouge and all these guys were just guys who, you know, Meb and I could actually, the list goes, it's a long list of people that I was inspired by coming up in the sport. But Bernard is always one of those guys. So I remember the first time I raced him indoors on the track my senior year in high school. And he was at the time like, well, still is the second fastest 1500 meter runner of all time. And uh, I was pretty intimidated lining up next to him for the first time. It's kind of like one of those surreal moments where you're like, I can't believe this is happening, you know? Um, but probably, and the, the story I want to tell you guys about is my first, my debut marathon. It's probably the time when I felt the most in over my head heading into a competition. And if I've told this story on this podcast before, forgive me for repeating myself. Um, but if you haven't heard the story, I was running the 2007 London Marathon, and it was probably the greatest at the time, um, probably the greatest marathon field ever assembled. And it was uh, my debut marathon. I was in the B group, right? So they, when we go to these marathons, like they, they decide what pace like the fastest guys are gonna go out at when you get to the meet, like like three days before the competition, right? So I was gonna be in the B group. So they have pacemakers for the A group, for the B group. The A group was supposed to go out at world record pace, which Palter got, was in the race. He was the world record holder at the time. And they were gonna go out fast. I don't remember exactly, I think it was like low 204 was the pace they were planning on going out at. And uh, Haile Gabriel-Selassie was in the race. So at the time you had the two greatest marathon Honors, two greatest runners of all time in that A group. And then there was going to be a whole bunch of other amazing athletes also in that A group. And so in the B group, the chase group was going to be like myself, um, Meb, who, you know, silver medalist at the Athens Olympics, um, Baldini, who just won the Athens Olympic marathon. Um, also, the New York City Marathon champion was in that B group. It was like the B group was like loaded, right? And so here I was, my first marathon, never having run 26.2 miles, and just in just an insane, like I said, probably the greatest marathon ever assembled at the time. So you can imagine how I was feeling getting to the hotel in London, um, which is right by the Tower Bridge, this is the Tower Bridge Hotel, and all the athletes are rolling in, you're doing the press conference, and that's kind of when the nerves start kicking in, right? And you start hearing about how fast guys are wanting to run. And so, you know, fast forward to the, the night before the competition, Sarah and I, we were eating our pasta meal um, down in the lobby with all the other athletes and heading up to, to uh, the elevator to go to our room to catch an early night's sleep. And uh, Paul Turgot happened to be in the elevator. And I never even talked to Paul before. Had watched him on TV, had watched him set the world record in the marathon. Obviously, just like he's kind of like one of those guys where you're around him and you're just like, whoa, can't believe I'm like in the room with Paul Turgot, you know? And so he happens to be in the elevator and it's just like him and Sarah and I in the elevator. So, you know, this is one of those like awkward elevator moments where it's kind of quiet and, and, you know, I'm in the race and I'm not like wanting to, you know, fall down and like gravel at his feet and be like, oh, Paltergut, you know, <laughs> like, like 
have at least feel like I'm like somewhat competitive towards them, even though like internally I'm like so intimidated by this guy, right? So anyway, Sarah, luckily for me, Sarah strikes up a conversation with him and is like, hey, like, what are you up to tonight? Like, what are you doing the rest of the night before you go to bed or whatever? And, uh, you know, Paul, he knows English. His English is really good, but I think he just kind of misunderstood what Sarah said and he thought she was asking about, like, the pace for tomorrow. And so he, his reply to her question was like, oh, tomorrow it's going to be very fast, very fast. <laughs> and so, so I'm just like, like, it was one of those moments where your stomach just starts turning and you're, like, trying to, like, keep your eyes open and not pass out from like nervousness you know <laughs> that was like literally what was happening inside of me as he's saying those words and uh and I was just so feeling so overwhelmed in that moment you know so now you know fast forward to today and having had so many experiences like that one that have caused me to grow right it's it's going through those things over and over and over again that allows you to grow and to get better handling those kind of circumstances so some of the things that i've learned along the way of how to handle moments like that number one so we're gonna get into like the the nuts and bolts of the talk now how do we actually manage our inner game when we're feeling it in way over our head number one is framing this has been probably the biggest component to handling my anxiety leading up to competitions has been the most helpful for me. So for me in my mind, when I look at a race like the London Marathon, I can look at it as like, what am I doing here? And that is a thought that went through my head for sure, guys. Like, and I think anyone in that situation would be having that thought, you know? So I think that's the first thing too, is like when you're going into these races and you're feeling in over your head, like give yourself tons of grace being like, it's okay to feel like I'm in over my head here. Cause you probably are, <laughs> right? Right. You probably have a reason why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. And there's probably a lot of truth behind that. So we're not necessarily trying to lie to ourselves here. We're just trying to frame this in a positive, encouraging, exciting light. And the goal is not to not be nervous about this race or workout that's about to go down. The goal is just to eliminate the fear. The fear is is not something we want to be growing inside of us. We, we want a healthy excitement heading to the starting line. So framing is so, so important. What is the story we're telling ourselves when we are thinking about this upcoming race or workout. So number one, I like to frame races where I feel over my head as opportunities rather than something to be dread. It's like, like I'm seeing this, like this ultra marathon that I'm doing. It's like, this is just an opportunity for me to get to go have fun in the mountains. Or if I'm running the London Marathon, man, this is an opportunity to test myself against the world's greatest marathoners. How crazy lucky am I to get to lucky, blessed, however you want to say it. How blessed am I to get to go do this with these guys? Like this is just an amazing opportunity. So focusing on opportunity over dread so when that dread comes on you're like what am i doing here you're like no no that's my cue to myself this is actually an opportunity and when we see things as opportunity things shift inside of us to where we want to all of a sudden we want to take advantage of it rather than like when you're dreading something you just want to get away from it right you want out you're like i want space between me and this dread that i'm feeling Whereas when you're feeling opportunity, you're like licking your chops, you're like, man, 
this is my chance, right? And that's how we want to go into the starting line. Another um, building on that, framing it as like, there's nothing to lose here. Like that's the great thing about being in over your head. Like for me, with this ultra marathon, like I have absolutely nothing to lose. I mean, I am well aware of like, I am, and I'm kind of getting in front of myself with the talk here, so I might double back on this, but I'm aware of like all the different things that could potentially happen in my ultra marathon on Saturday. Um, you know, like very worst case scenario, I could get a DNF, not get through it, not finish, could get, you know, caught by the sweeper who tells me like, hey, you're not going fast enough. You got to take a shuttle ride back to the finish. Like that can happen, right? And I got to like come to peace with myself that, hey, like this is the worst case scenario or maybe the worst case scenario is I get hurt or sick or injured or I just can't do it and I have to pull myself out. Like these are kind of all the things which I don't think we need to necessarily avoid thinking about those things. I think we actually need to, it's actually helpful for me to think about, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen here? And can I accept that? Can I live with that? And can I come to peace with that before I even go to the starting line? Because if I can come to peace with that, then I have nothing to lose, right? Like if I can handle the worst case scenario and I know I'm be okay, I know it's me disappointing, I know I'm be bummed, I might be mad for a little bit afterwards, like these are all natural reactions that happen when the worst life throws at us happens. But if we go into it being like, I can accept it, I can handle this, I'm gonna be okay with it, then it just makes it to where we have nothing to lose and we stop fearing those things. Like I said, eliminating fear is what we wanna do heading the starting line. So just framing it to ourselves, like, hey, I have nothing to lose here, everything to gain, like anything is possible. That's, that's probably my favorite thing to think to myself on the starting line. It's like, it doesn't matter how my training's been going, it doesn't matter what my last race was, it doesn't matter who's in the race. Like the beauty of running is that day, anything is possible. Um, next thing. Ah, yes. Sorry, I was reading my notes. Awkward pause. <laughs> um, so framing it as if this being in over my head, I've said this before, is actually where I love to be as an athlete. Like as I've gotten better at managing the anxiety things, the anxiety piece of this, if if you can get over the anxiety piece, then being in over your head is like such a beautiful place to be. It's like, I wanna be there every time I'm going to the starting line, right? If the anxiety is mixed in there, then maybe not. Like that's not a fun place to be. Uh, on the starting line filled with anxiety is no fun. Um, but if you can get over the anxiety piece, which is what this podcast is all about, then it's like, oh, there's no place I'd rather be than feeling like I'm gonna have to Find something within myself that maybe I've never experienced before. And for me, like as a Christian, as a Jesus follower, like it talks about like Jesus being in us and that's the hope of glory. Oh man, I wish you guys could see this. There's this owl just circling above me right now. Kind of distracting, but kind of cool. But anyways, <laughs> I'm way off topic. Um, put me back in the garage where I'm not distracted. Because uh, that was so good. What was I just saying? Uh, just about how like, yeah, going inside and finding that there's maybe 
The only way to access something that you've never accessed before is to be in a spot of desperation to where you have to experience that, right? To where you have to go that deep. And the only way you have to go that deep is if you are in over your head, if you are stretching yourself to a place you've never stretched yourself before. So as I think about my ultra coming up, furthest I've run is 26 miles, right? And like here I am taking on an insane course with 9,000 feet of elevation gain and running way, way further than, than I've ever run before, right? And that excites me because I know I'm gonna be stretched out there, 100%. I am guaranteed to be stretched. Even if I trained for it, I would be guaranteed to be stretched. But you know, having the not train component, well, not run train, like I'm still like relatively fit, um, but just makes that even exponentially greater. You know, like the amount of stretching that I'm gonna experience out there is gonna be insane. It's gonna be painful, of course. That's part of it. But I embrace that. Like I love the pain. I love the suffering. I love the pushing because I love the stretching because the stretching is what makes me go deep, deep down inside myself and experience God, experience Jesus, experience the divine, whatever you want to call it. Like when we are stretched that much where you're just seeing way over your head, that's when, man, you got to go so deep that you can't help but experience the divine inside of you in those moments. So that, I mean, you guys can probably tell just hearing me talk about that, like that gets me stoked, right? Like I can't wait for this race to happen because I know that's what's waiting for me in these 43 miles on this crazy course. I know I'm going to experience that. And that, if you've experienced it before, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing that you have to some extent. And if you haven't, then I encourage you, like, get in a race that's going to stretch you. Get in a workout that is going to stretch you. And then just the other thing is it doesn't work, though, if you're out there and you're not looking for the stretching and for the growth and for the discovering of the divine inside of you. Like, if you want to find that, you will find it. If you're not looking for it, then you're not necessarily guaranteed to experience it, right? Like sometimes it happens. Sometimes people get out there and they just like get hit in the head over God when they're in those moments of like big time stretching, physical stretching, being in an insane amount of pain, not sure if they can make it. Like the, God just comes in like whacks them in the head and is like, whoa, check this out. Look what I got for you. There's actually a lot more inside of you than you think. But that's not always the case. You know, I know for myself, speaking from experience here, there's been times when I've been stretching moments where I want out, where... Um, I allow negative thinking. I allow um, just I'm not I'm not seeking the opportunity that lies within growth. I'm just trying to get out from under it, right? Um, in those moments, I don't typically experience Christ inside me, God inside me, the divine inside me. So you do have to go into the race looking to experience. Christ, God, the divine inside you in those moments. All right, so uh, the next thing, so that's the framing component. How do we frame going into races over our head? The next one I want to talk about is just finding a small seed of hope. So I'm talking specifically about, for example, myself, how underprepared I am going into this race. Like, guys, the the level of underprepared is of epic proportions here. 
<laughs> which is funny. And I, I say that like not, I, I think sometimes it might come off as me being like a little bit like arrogant or something as an ultra marathoner, but like that is not at all the case, right? Like, like I fully like have so much respect for the ultra marathon distance for ultra marathoners. I'm not trying to just like come into something and be like, Hey guys, look how easy this is. Like that is not at all. Like, like what's going on inside my mind or heart. It's more just like, I just love epic challenges like this and I'm just so craving it and so looking forward to it. Right. So that, that is very much like what's going on inside me. But even with my lack of training, and, and guys, I get worried, honestly, just like walking to the gym across the street from where I'm staying at here in Crested Butte. It's like a little bit of an uphill walk and I'll find myself like getting out of breath or like walking up steps and I'm like getting out of breath and I'm like, okay, I can't walk to the gym without getting out of breath. How am I gonna do 43 miles and 9,000 feet of elevation change getting up to nearly 13,000 feet if I can't walk to the gym without getting out of breath. And in, that's literally like the thoughts that are going through my head when I'm walking in the gym sometimes. And what I do, guys, like this is so powerful. If you can turn negative thoughts into cues, like being like, bam, there's my cue. Like there's a thought that's happening here that like I need to feed myself the opposing thought, right? And I try my best to do this. I'm not always great at doing this. I'm actually, I'm, I'm fairly good at this in the physical categories when it comes to weightlifting to training to doing physical things running but when it comes to like other areas of life i'm not the best at doing this and i need to grow to get better at doing this um, but so when i'm having these thoughts like and then i'll flip it into the opposite thought so this is what i think about for myself so the last time i ran before the race is going to be about a month before the race so it's been 0.0s for about a month here so I'll be fresh, I'll be the freshest guy on the starting line for sure, unless taking into account my last leg workout, which was kind of gnarly, I'm kind of toasted from right now. But anyways, <laughs> getting off topic. Um, and then I just totally lost my train of thought. Oh yes, so, but I can reflect back on that last run that I did do, which was, like I said, a month before, it was with Nick Simmons. I don't know if you guys saw a video, it's like a YouTube video that he does. He's like crazy good at YouTube stuff. And uh, I did this fun Marine Corp challenge with him, like how many max pull-ups you can do, how many max crunches you can do, and then a three-mile time trial. Um, and then there's this whole scoring thing. So anyways, we did this little thing. And so part of it was a three-mile run at the end. And I was kind of dreading the run, to be honest. I was like, oh man, I haven't run in like a month and we'll see how this goes. As you guys can tell, the I'm running about once a month, actually a little bit less than that. So, but, but so anyways, I was dreading the run, but on the run, there's actually moments of that where I felt like super fluid and granted, we weren't running like super fast. We were in like six minute pace-ish. Uh, I think we were in like 18, 20 or something like that for three miles. But there was moments that run where like we were like chatting with each other and actually like my legs felt pretty good. And I know like you guys are probably thinking like, seriously, you're getting confident from a three mile run that you did and you're about to do a 43 mile race at elevation, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I know it doesn't like make sense, but that is the point. The point is there is this small seed of hope I can find in that run where I like can close my eyes and I can remember the sensation of this run and just like feeling like bouncy, feeling poppy, feeling pretty good, feeling like, hey, like this is 
fun and enjoyable and I just like this this sensation right now, right? Like I can take myself back to that moment of training where it was just kind of kind of clicking, you know? <laughs> it feels so like wrong for me to say that cuz we were running so relatively slow compared to what I used to do and it was obviously a way different experience than what um I was used to in my pro days, but still like I can just take a little tiny seed of that. And when I start having those moments of walking up steps and running out of breath here at Crested Butte, I bring myself back to those moments. And when I'm lying in bed at night and I'm turning, I'm like, whoa, what did I get myself into? How am I going to do this? <laughs> That's, I, take, I take that seed, that little tiny seed of hope, and I start watering it. And that, that little feeling that I had of like, hey, things are clicking here. Things are feeling good. I like this sensation. That, that's the seed I'm talking about. I'm just trying to grow that thing and grow that thing. So whenever I'm experiencing the opposite thought, it's just like, okay, time to water this seed of hope that I have. And so we all have that, right, guys? Like you've had a moment in your training. You have to have had a moment in your training within the last year that you can close your eyes and bring yourself back to that moment and things were just clicking. And so I encourage you guys, like when you are going into your race that you're not feeling ready for or workout you're not feeling ready for and you start to feel this trepidation, this fear, this like what I get myself into, you take yourself back to that little seed of hope and you just close your eyes and you remember it, you feel the sensations again and you that's how you water it. And then that's gonna grow and that's gonna build excitement and confidence and uh, just put you just it's just gonna kill that that fear and trepidation that you're feeling all right all right next next one uh, is just to develop a mental game plan that you are that, that increases your confidence right so a lot of like dealing with being in over your head this feeling is coming from a place of not feeling confident not feeling ready right so and like I said you're probably feeling that way because you should be feeling that way. Like in my case, like I shouldn't be feeling confident going into this race with my lack of training, right? But I'm still doing this race and I still, you know, for all the reasons I already discussed, I'm still really looking forward to it and I'm still glad that I'm doing it. But how do I um, now have, so here's the thing. I'm gonna step back for a second. So run free training, right? Like we're all about like, the holistic approach to training, right? So we want to have every element dialed in, whether it's your rest, your sleep, your nutrition, your weights, like everything. We want all of it dialed in so that one of the reasons, I mean, we're trying to maximize performance. So ideally we have all those things firing on all cylinders, but you're gonna have days, right? Where the training isn't there, where maybe you've been coming off an injury or maybe you're heading into a race that you're not quite prepared for. And that's when you gotta lean on the other fingers, right? So you don't always have all five fingers firing on all cylinders. So when you don't, that's when you gotta rely on the other ones more. So like for myself heading into this race, obviously like the training piece is nowhere near there. It's like 0%. <laughs> uh, it cracks me up just to think. Um, and that's when like, okay, like the physical component isn't there, but the mental component, like that can be there and how do i nurture that how do i make sure that in my inner game is firing on all cylinders the physical game's not going to be there i know that going into it but how can i make sure the mental component is there so you want to have you know this this podcast you can look back previous episodes like you want to know what you're going to think when the going gets tough because it's going to get tough right so having a mental game plan of being like all right these are the mantras I'm gonna pull on 
when things get tough. I know like for myself, things I've done in the past, I've even had like a Bible verse for every mile of the marathon I'm gonna run and I'm gonna focus on that Bible verse for that mile. Or, you know, just have a general game plan in mind of being like, you know, another great piece of advice that I'd have for marathoners is run the first 20 miles with your head and the last six miles with your heart, you know, like, so you have some kind of mental game plan for your race so that you're feeling prepared mentally for the challenge that lies ahead. Um, if you're interested in mantras, had a previous podcast on that, you can go back and look through those and, and listen to that one again and uh, grab some of those mantras like it's so powerful just have simple mantras and a handful of them that you can pull on um, while you're out there running as you encounter kind of the pain and suffering that is comes with any race right um, another part of the mental game plan is just really committing from the get-go and i'm speaking to myself here guys is like just to stay so present in what you're doing like when this race starts this 43 mile race starts i my goal that first mile is just to be thinking about the first mile and when i get to the second mile i'll just be thinking about the second mile so i know for myself if i start thinking about how far i have to go either on the starting line or anywhere early in that in the first half of the race or even really it's like the first three quarters of the race you're gonna feel like you have a long ways to go right like when i get to mile 30 I'm not going to be feeling like I'm almost there. Right? I'm going to think, man, I still have a heck of a long ways to go. And that, when you, when I start cultivating that thought and start feeding that thought, whew, it gets ugly super quick. So, like, I am already setting my mind to I will do nothing but be present. I will do nothing but look around me. And I'm getting ahead of myself here. There's a future one, but um, be grateful. I'm gonna I'm gonna cultivate gratitude. I'm gonna cultivate joy. I'm gonna be observant of the beautiful surrounding that I find myself in and the people that I'm running with. And I am just gonna be so caught up in the moment that I'm not allowing myself to worry about how hard the road in front of me is and start to think about how am I going to make it all this distance, right? So just being I'm so determined, guys. For this race for myself to like i'm just gonna be here wherever i am that's where i'm gonna be all right next one uh was just to overwhelm your mind with gratitude and joy you guys we all know the power of joy and gratitude right it's like there's no better way to live than to like walk through our days whether we're running or lifting or whatever we're doing and just be like just overwhelmed with gratitude and joy that's just such an amazing way to do life and uh, i feel you like for me, it's a lot easier to do that certain days than other days when I'm here in Crested Butte and just God's beauty is just like screaming at me all around me. Every single view, every single time I look outside, every time I go for a little walk, it's really easy to just be filled with gratitude and joy. But I want to continue to like cultivate that even when I'm not in these kind of epic locations um, but I just I just love to go after that myself so that's gonna be something I'm really that's me part of my mental game plan is just being like let's see how much gratitude and joy I can run this race with and I talked about in my book like having goals of the heart and I think these are two great goals of the heart that I have a hundred percent control over right so no one can take away my gratitude or my joy and I can can experience that in this ultra marathon I'm gonna run 
no matter what. There's not one thing that can take away my gratitude and joy if, unless I let it, right? So I have complete control over that. And that is such a satisfying place to be on the starting line, being like, I have a goal that I know I can do it. Like I can't control if like my leg breaks in half because it's not used to running 43 miles, right? Like like there's nothing I can do about that. I mean, not now anyways. Been, I could have done something about that six months ago, but now I can't. So what can I can control? I can control just being observant of things that are gonna bring me joy and gratitude. Another part of my mental game plan heading into this race, guys, is just to celebrate every little victory. Like celebrating is is a way to cultivate joy and gratitude right um i was listening to this podcast recently it's talking about habit forming actually and how a way to strategy to form a habit that you're trying to form in your life but maybe having a hard time forming this habit is to celebrate afterwards so in like just silly celebrations so he's using an example of like brushing your teeth and then like if you do like a little celebrate celebratory dance after you do it like that will reinforce the habit and that that act of celebrating will make it much easier for that habit to become just a regular pattern so same thing for when i'm out there running like if i celebrate every mile that's just going to re that's just going to ingrain in me this like thing of hey like i did it i'm on a roll here i got something good going like this is happening i'm doing this rather than being like well there's one mile like only 42 to go (laughs) which it I understand that. Like I, I, I can totally see myself telling myself that as I roll through the mile. But I'm setting my mind to this beforehand. Every single time my watch buzzes at me and it's like, all right, that's one mile, I'm gonna choose to celebrate and be like, Woo, yeah, I just made one mile. Dang, I'm crushing this, you know? Like that is very much the mindset that I wanna have going into this race. And I think it's helpful for us, you know, as we're whether it's a marathon or a mile race on the track. You're run, say you're trying to run a personal best in the mile, and man, you just made it through one lap. And you're and you're on pace, man. Celebrate that lap, because that celebration is just gonna it's gonna put momentum in your corner. It's gonna build excitement, and when you build excitement when you're out there racing, that's when like amazing things happen. That's when we do things that we didn't think was possible. Um, all right, next thing. So that's the mental game plan, and then the next component is nailing your nutrition and sleep so i already talked about how a little i already talked about this a little bit um when it comes to the mental game and how like when one component isn't there so the training component isn't there that finger of run free that we have isn't there then you gotta rely more heavily on the other ones so like do a really really good job with your nutrition and with your sleep and so you know that is something that you can refine that um, right up until your competition. I'm a little bit leery to say that just because you don't necessarily want to be trying new things while you're out there, the things that you haven't practiced in training, but you can always be like learning and growing. Like I've been talking to a lot of ultra marathoners and throwing questions at them being like, you know, what works for you? What foods were you craving during your ultra? Like what things should I be packing in my pack that I'm going to have, you know, like, so there are ways that I can continue to, um, set yourself up as well as possible and sleep and nutrition are just huge two huge components where if you have those things dialed in that can go a long long ways in having you have a, a positive race despite maybe the training piece not being as dialed in as you would like 
All right, uh, next component is just laughing as much before the race as possible. So my older brother, Steve, he was, he was this guy for me when I was in high school. Um, he would always just make me laugh. So he, we'd be driving off the mountain, like I said, small resort town, Big Bear Lake, we'd be driving down to a race and he just always find a way to like make me laugh. He could tell I was getting nervous because I, I tend to get quiet when I'm nervous. I tend to yawn a lot too, which I hear is pretty common. I don't, I don't fully understand why that is, but um, he would just find a way to make me laugh. And that would be so helpful and just like feeling like the weights are coming off my shoulders, you know? Um, and so I've been doing this a little bit before this race where, so the, the backstory of like why I signed up for this ultra is uh, one of my athletes, Meta, shout out to Meta. Um, she texted me about doing this race cause she was, she grew, she not, grow up here but she lived in Crested Butte for a while and uh, always wanted to do this Grand Traverse mountain run and she was taking a little bit of a break didn't really make sense but after looking at the race I was like well you know I'm sure she can get through it and sometimes you gotta live a little bit sometimes like even if things don't fit perfectly into the training like you gotta just live a little bit and go with it so so I gave her the green light on it and the more I kind of looked at the race I was like oh this looks kind of cool and I'm just gonna like happen to be up in Crested Butte while this is going down and uh you know she happens to be one of my athletes that happened to always want to run this race and I'm happening to be there I was like this is just too much happening like this is like a divine slap in the face like god's just telling me he wants me to run this race and so you know i end up long story short signing up for the race but now like you know meta and i she's never run further than a marathon either so we've been kind of going back and forth just having a good good time just you know asking like you know what are you gonna wear for your pack and what are your plans and how are we gonna run this thing but then also just like kind of disarming things a little bit and so you gotta be careful who you do this with because you can come off as like arrogant and um, and come off just not the right way. So I wouldn't do this like on social media or something like that, but just like messing with each other and just being like, you know, she'll like text and be like, yeah, there's like 9,000 feet of elevation gain. I'm like, yeah, I'm pumped on that because I'm bringing my squirrel suit. So I'm just going to like, you know, jump off the highest point and descend down that way. Just stupid stuff like that, just to like make each other laugh and, and not make it feel like such a big deal and of course it's kind of balancing out the scale a little bit right so like you're feeling underprepared overwhelmed and a way to kind of like balance that scale is to laugh at those things right like it's like uh what's that quote it's like a lion king he's talking about like laughing in the face of fear or something like that and then the lion comes out and he freaks out anyways <laughs> Uh, just reminded me of that but there's something that just kind of like disarms and lightens the load when we laugh at the challenges that are set before us right and of course like you need to go to the starting line with complete respect and and awareness of the challenge that's coming in front of you but i think it's also super healthy to come to the line with some lightheartedness and being like yeah like of course like this is gonna be crazy this is gonna be so hard and so stretching and so good and such an adventure and my body's gonna just be beat to a pulp afterwards of course but like I can also just like not take myself in life so seriously and also just like tell some jokes about it and laugh about it like it I don't know it just releases something in me when I do that that helps me to just um, go to the starting line more relaxed more excited more fun uh, more fun-hearted and uh and less 
fearful and less fear, um, less full of kind of trepidation heading to the start line. And last thing, guys, uh, when going into races, feeling overwhelmed, is just to accept that, hey, it's okay to feel nervous here. Um, that is a part of the journey. That's a part of heading to the starting line of a race that you know we're not fully prepared for, not fully ready for, for whatever reason. But ultimately, I kind of land in this spot, and it goes back to being fully present in the, each moment of the race that I find myself in. And that is this truth that I have really found this, guys, like to be so true. And that is this. Like God's grace is sufficient for every moment we find ourselves in. I want to clarify, like not sufficient necessarily in that you're going to experience divine power flowing through your body or supernatural running. Not that that cannot happen. That has happened before. I think I've experienced times in my own running where I have experienced that. But more often than that, then what I've experienced to be true all the time though is that God's grace is just like where this moment is enough, right? And I can find satisfaction in this moment, whether it's a good moment or bad moment, stretching moment or an easy moment. Like it's just this feeling of like God is so good and he's so good in this moment that it's enough for me. And I can find the strength to just keep moving forward, right? I can find the strength when I'm just focused on this moment to just take one more step towards my goal. It doesn't necessarily mean like I'm going to set a world record, I'm going to set a personal best. or it, It's kind of removed from performance, I guess, is what I'm really trying to get at here. And it's more just like this feeling of like, this is enough right here, this moment. Like this moment has everything I need to feel the fullness of life, which is what Jesus promises us, right? Came that we may have life and have it abundantly, right? So that's that's what I know to be true. That's what I know is in every single moment. And so his grace is, it's always been enough for me and it always will be. And like I said, whether it's a, a good moment or a bad moment, painful moment or a flowing moment, like they're all good moments and they're always enough. So I hope that's encouraging for you guys. I know this might be like one of those podcasts. There's not a ton of races going on right now. It might be one you kind of bookmark and uh, go back to um, the next time you're feeling feeling overwhelmed going into a race. And uh, yeah, I hope that, that this has been helpful for you guys. And I hope that next time you head to the starting line, hadn't feeling overwhelmed, you can feel just excited and, uh, and that fear can just be dissipated from you. All right, guys, till next time. Happy training.